it even more. You're listening to Two Cents Radio with Rob Nego and Danny. This is episode 223 for June 12th, 2019. Hi, everybody. I'm Rob. This is Nico. Uh, I just pulled an incredible what? What are you? What are you doing? What is happening right now? Are you ambushing me with a musical cue? What's happening? Oh yeah, I'm ambushing you. I, I just wanted to brag about the fact. I, I think I did the most athletic thing I've ever done. Oh really? You ran? As, you were running from as, the cops? As. <laughs> <laughs> well, that <laughs> I was unsuccessful in that pursuit. Um, I just, as you were playing the music, the second you started the intro, the I realized that my door was ajar, Uh-oh. and I leapt up, ran to the door, closed it, and came back, wow. and it was seamless. Good, for and then you. came in right in time for the I'm Nico. Wow, good job. Yeah, but you ruined it with your stupid musical joke. <laughs> I get it. I'm not a law-abiding citizen, Robert. Oh, my Robert. God. How dumb are you? <laughs> can we just, Is this why we're doing this? Can we just talk about this for five minutes? <laughs> Is this... How stupid are you? Is this why we're doing this? Absolutely. This is the only reason this why you called this podcast. This is the only reason I called this podcast. <laughs> I have a few other things to talk about, but this is what we lead off with tonight. God damn it. All right, fine. This is what you get. Oh, Jesus. All right, I got to tell the story twice now, don't I? Well, I mean, kind of. The cliff notes. Yeah. I'll give the cliff notes. The cliff notes. Let's start there. Okay. I put up a podcast yesterday on the website, too many thoughts media.com or tmt.media for short. Um, it's called the Nico Show. It's a good podcast. A you should listen show. to it. Oh. Yeah, well, it's, it's this. It's this show without Rob, basically. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's basically the gist. Um, it was an adventure. It was a podcast adventure. I recorded oh, yeah. it live in the field. Yes. Um, and the funny thing about that podcast is there was a twist in the third act. Oh no, I heard the twist. Yeah, it was an M Night Shyamalan like twist. <laughs> oh yeah. I heard the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> as so, I was cooking right. supper tonight. I'll t- oh god, okay. I'll tell the story real quick. Yeah. So I um I got a traffic ticket back in November. It was a stop yes. sign violation. It was a minor offense. I was on my way to Cincinnati, Ohio. It, I was stopped in the middle of rural New York State at like uh like ten in the morning, two and a half hours away from my hometown. I got pulled over because evidently I ran a stop sign. I swear to God, I did not run this fucking stop sign. Did not do it. At the worst, it was a rolling stop. But that's sure, the which everybody does. Of course. Yeah. Guy pulls me over. He was camped out on the on the corner w- waiting for somebody to pass did the stop sign. Did you see him? Did you see him? No. No, no, no. Okay. No, he was out of view. But, okay. of course, this is a stop sign that... I guess is a common target because this town is doing fundraising. The name of this town is Deer Park, New York. Deer Park, New York. Deer Park, New York. I'm going to say that name as much as I can to plaster it on the internet. So so tourism 
remains out of this. When I Google Deer Park, New York, the two images that pop up over on the right hand side is, of course, the map of where it is and a police car. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not shitting you. I I just Googled Deer Park, NY, and it's a map (laughs) and a police car. So Deer Park, New York is the worst town. They have rapists running that town. (laughs) You should really keep your children out of Deer Park, New York. Um, So I get pulled over. They give me the ticket. The cop gives me the ticket, says you can fight this. You go to court, whatever. So I fill out the thing. I am never told how much the ticket is for. They do not give me a price for the ticket. I don't know how they're allowed to do this. I've never heard of this practice before. But they can just say you've been given a ticket plead guilty and we'll tell you the fine after you plead guilty or plead not guilty and then you'll have to show up in court. So I'm asked to defend my own innocence or guilt not knowing what I stand to lose. I think this is unconstitutional fundamentally. (laughs) I think it's a horrible, evil, immoral practice. But regardless, that's what the world rules were. Let's get to the the heart of it here is you had the option to plead guilty or not guilty. Correct. uh, Via a mail-in form. Correct. And what was your plea? Not guilty. Okay. Because as previously stated, I did not run this stop sign. Sure. Okay. Did not do it. So with a not guilty plea, you are uh, then given a court date. Correct. Yes. Yeah. And and how did that go? Well, I didn't go. Why? <laughs> uh, I was busy, Robert. You were busy. Okay. So I was you busy. plead. You plead not guilty, and you go fuck right. the court. Nah, I, I don't need to go. Though. Well, no, that's not entirely what happened. Yeah, it is. That is exactly. No, you just said it, it. I know I said it. You are in the court of Two Cents Radio right now. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to add a caveat. I contacted the court clerk the night before to ask for a postponement and never received a call back. Okay. That's, that's specifically what happened. So you never got a call back. So you were just like, nah, fuck it. It's on the it, the ball is in their court now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No pun intended. Exactly right. <laughs> oh my god. That okay. is that is the crux of the problem. I don't think it is. It is. I disagree. It I is. disagree. No, it absolutely is. I fundamentally is. disagree. Yes, I skipped out on my court date. You skipped but... out on your court date. Do you and, understand, and then, Rob? And then you it's have the two nerve. and a half hours away I don't from me. Care you pled not guilty. This is a five-hour round trip. You were given a court date, and you were like, "Fuck them! I got better things not, to do." <laughs> yes, because I did. Because I did, and I expected the town of Deer Park, New York, to have understanding, to have just a slight sense of understanding and compassion and decency. No. Sue me. Sue me. <laughs> they are. <laughs> so yes, that's what happened. At that Let's point, at that point, yes. you call you after you've missed your court date. You, you you throw yourself on the mercy of the court, and you say, "I'm guilty." Case no. Clo- case closed. You missed your court date. That's not what happened. I missed your court date. Period. That's not what happened. I know it's not what happened. Because you're a moron. <laughs> okay, listen. So, so, I get a note in the mail from the New York Department of Motor Vehicles mm-hmm. saying your license will be suspended unless you rep- reply to this letter with an additional guilty or not guilty plea. They sure. gave me two shots at this. 
Sure. Okay. I on the second. Form so are you at course, this point? Are you pleading uh, guilty or not guilty to missing your court date, or are we still talking about the original? We're traffic? still talking about the stop sign okay. violation. Okay. Okay. Here's because, here's the other thing about the court date. By the way, I just want to point this out. When you show up for your court date, you're not meeting with a judge. No. You're meeting with the town prosecutor. So this is yeah. not actually an appearance in court. This is not a hearing. This is you no. meet with the prosecutor. The prosecutor gives you a plea bargain, and you either take the plea bargain or don't take the plea but bargain. But it's still – That's what this is. It's still through the court. You still have to have it approved by a judge. Yes, very well. That is how it goes. However, I get a note at this point from the Department of Motor Vehicles in the state of New York. Okay. Saying, you are about to have your license suspended because you failed to appear in court. Do you plead innocent or guilty to the charge of the stop sign? I say, once again, not guilty because fuck them. Okay? I then get, after sending this note back, an additional note from the town of Deer Park. The judge in the town of Deer Park. And they said, looks like you pled not guilty for a second time. Which means we'll have to give you a second court date. Which means you'll need to give us $100 bail money in order to push your court date for a second time. Sure. At this point, you have wasted the resources of oh, this God. lovely little Are community. Are you defending the man? <laughs> is that what you're doing right now? I, I'm not. But my point Are is – Are you defending I'm big government? I'm always going to go back to the fact of you, you were assigned a court date and you purposely skipped it. I didn't purposely – You purposely skip. skipped it. I had stuff going on that day. Doesn't matter. It was a pressing matter going on that day. OJ Simpson had stuff going on that day too, but they shot. <laughs> OJ Simpson actually did it. <laughs> they, they they were chasing him down the 504 highway or whatever the fuck it was. OJ Simpson actually committed a crime. I didn't commit a crime. I am innocent. <laughs> he. Everyone is innocent until proven guilty. Uh, anywho. <laughs> So, $100 I need, like, tomorrow. Because if we don't get the $100 before your suspension kicks in, uh, we will, we can still push your court date, but the court date will, uh, will come after the suspension, and that means that you'll have to pay $70 to the motor vehicles, Department of Motor Vehicles, in order to lift the suspension, and then you'll still have to go through the hearing process, right? So... We need it now, essentially. And now was last night at midnight. Jeez. We're recording this on Wednesday, Tuesday night at midnight, okay? This was last week I heard okay. this. I was on the phone with the woman. I said, okay, I got to send $100 bail. Fine. I send $100 with a personal check. I well, get a... But the instructions were what? Oh, my God, Rob. I cannot believe you. <laughs> I cannot believe the man you have become. Who once you were a renegade bad boy of podcasting and now all of a sudden you're on the side of the US government. I cannot believe you. I seriously don't believe this. What happened to the Rob I used to know? What were the instructions? Okay, the note instructed me to send money order. Okay. To send the money through money order. Folks, I am 23 years old. I don't know what a money order is. Oh, my is. God. I don't know. I swear to Christ, so, I do not know. So why didn't you Google it? You I just assumed. Okay. Yeah, I had of heard course. The term, Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I had heard the term in the past, 
check or money order. Right. You often hear that thrown around on commercials and shit. Usually, it's like, please send a check or money order to P.O. Box 504, whatever, yeah. right? Here's the thing. It's that or, that word or in there. Do you, yeah, want, right. do you want chocolate or vanilla? Well, <laughs> you th- they're obviously the same thing. Check our money order. <laughs> You're grammar policing me too now? <laughs> I assumed they were the same thing. Oh my goodness. I didn't know, man. I'm 23. <laughs> and by the way, I did a poll of like my peers. I yeah. asked my brother. I asked some of my idiot friends. I Everyone that I knew that was in my age bracket, none of them knew what a money order was. <laughs> Not a single one. Okay. I, I would, I would, I kind of sort of forgive you on that point. I didn't know. I, I mean, I know God, what a money I did order not know. is. Wait. Yeah, uh, you're like 50 though, bro. <laughs> and you, and you live where they still like do the Pony Express. True. That's what's happening in Nebraska. True. So, and that's the thing about money orders. Apparently they're like an old fashioned thing. Since oh, very. The advent of business or uh, credit cards and debit cards and apple pay and shit yeah venmo it's like there's no need for money orders anymore yeah regardless i get a call back very rude phone call from who i believed was the woman that wrote me a letter okay she was the one that asked for the bail money in the first place the clerk of the court the clerk of the court her name is mary lou okay i was speaking to mary lou on the phone uh, sir, you were instructed to send money order. We would be happy to process this bail money, but uh, you did not follow the instructions. If you had only followed the instructions, everything would be A-OK, but you didn't, and now your license is going to get suspended. What do you want to do? And I go, what do you mean, what do I want to do? She goes, well, uh, your license is going to be suspended at midnight on Tuesday, and the Postal Service cannot possibly get us uh, your, your, uh, your money order before midnight on Tuesday, so... You're going to have to end up paying the Department of Motor Vehicles $70 to get the license suspended, and you'll still have to show up in court. And so she said, what do you want to do, plead guilty or not guilty? And I said, it doesn't sound like I have a choice, ma'am. She goes, well, yes, you do have a choice, guilty or not guilty. I'm just giving you your options. I said, no, you're not giving me my options. You're telling me if I plead guilty, I'm going to have to pay money for whatever the ticket is, which you have still not instructed me on. You haven't told me what the cost of the ticket is going to be. That's a little unfair. And if, you, if I plead not guilty, I'm still going to have to pay $70 to the Department of Motor Vehicles, and I'll still have to pay you your bail money down the line. Right. So what you have told me is I'm paying an absorbent amount of money in one uh, on one end and an absorbent amount of money on the other end. These are not options, ma'am. And she goes, uh, sir, if you only follow the instructions, it was your fault for not handling it yeah, in that, the first place. that really was strike two, not following the instructions. And that is... And that line is where I fucking lost it, right? And here comes strike three, everybody. Okay. <laughs> now, little context. Rob, I love you. <laughs> but I am not you. Okay? I'm not you. Okay. I am not comfortable with public confrontation. Oh, see, why? I, what is it about confrontation that gets people so upset? Because I love it. I don't embrace it. I've never embraced it. I do. I don't. I'm always kind and polite to strangers. I always give people the benefit of the doubt. I always have an end of conversation with a smile. Always, 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 always. The system's knocking you down enough now. Okay. Maybe you'll learn. (laughs) Well, that's what I want to talk about later in the podcast, as a matter of fact, when we do group (laughs) therapy. Um, So, 
this is where I lost it. I've never cursed at a stranger in my goddamn life <laughs> until Monday afternoon. This is bullshit. It's a bullshit ticket charge. You've been bullshitting me this entire time. Yada, yada. I never used the bitch word, never used no. the fuck word, never used the cunt word, never did anything along those lines. But I said bullshit a lot. Yeah. Cursed out this woman, the county clerk. She ended the phone call. Uh-huh. Uh, I ended the phone call. Sure. And I thought about it for a second, and I realized, well, I guess I'm driving to Deer Park to drop off this bail money. <laughs> Next day, got in the car, drove down to Deer Park, arrive at the clerk's office or the courtroom, I should say. Now, is this yesterday? This is yesterday. Okay. 2 p.m. I roll up. There's this woman working in the courtroom. This woman is a clerk, but not the clerk that I spoke to over the phone. Sure. This is a clerk for another judge in this town hall. Okay. I ask her, where do I drop off this money order? I'm here to meet judge so-and-so. She says, oh, they're not in until four. Those are their office hours. Um, and I'm not allowed to take that okay. money order. Okay. I can't take it. I've been yelled at it in the, for it in the past. I am not allowed to interfere with their proceedings in any way, shape, or form. Sure. I said, oh, so she says, you're going to have to kill time for two hours. Okay. And I said, oh, great. i got to sit around in Deer Park in the middle of bumfuck nowhere yeah. for two hours. Okay? She says, however, if you do get back at 4 o'clock, it's likely that the judge will squeeze you in to the uh, prosecutor meeting tonight. Prosecutor is coming in. Tonight, he is scheduled to meet with defendants tonight. In fact, she called the prosecutor up, called him up, and asked the prosecutor, hey, uh, the, this other judge, does she often sneak people on on the last second? Does she often sneak people into the schedule for extraneous circumstances? And he goes, oh, yeah, it happens all the time. So she goes, yeah, I think you'll be okay. Hang around for two hours. Come back. The judge will let you in. You can give the bail money, and then you can clear up the whole incident tonight. That way you don't have to take two trips down from Connecticut. Well, that's This nice. woman was lovely to me. She yeah. was a sweetheart. And I said, thank you. Why don't you call was, her a cunt? <laughs> I didn't. I never, no, I didn't say anything about her. I did not insult her. Do not start. Do not put words in my mouth. <laughs> do not. So I said, okay. Sounds great. Thank you, ma'am. You know why I said thank you, Rob? You know, do you know why? Because she expressed just the tiniest shred of human decency sure just the that's all i i i don't need much i'll accept your crumbs <laughs> just try to help try to use your power for good and not evil that's all i ask town of deer park so i kill two hours and i sit in my car and i scream about this whole incident and i record it for the podcast sure and then i say oh it's four guess i'm gonna have to go back to the courtroom i will keep you guys abreast and this is when the third act twist <laughs> strikes. I return oh. to the courtroom. I see four o'clock. Judge is in session. The bailiff of the court, the security guard, whatever you call him, yeah. walks me to the judge's quarters. And there is the judge presiding over my case and Mary Lou, the woman that I had just cursed out on the phone sure. the night before. You know, you you didn't give it any thought that maybe Mary Lou and this judge maybe talk. <laughs> Did not. Did not. This okay. is this is fair. This is this is fair. Um 
first words out of the judge's mouth were, oh, so you do know what a money order and, is. And right there, you should be like, yeah, I'm guilty. What, <laughs> what do I owe? <laughs> and that's when it hit me. I heard the voice. Yep. I heard the comment. Yep. Holy fucking shit. This was oh, the woman God. I just cursed out uh-huh. the day before. She is throwing the book at you. I cursed out a town judge. It it doesn't matter if you would have been shot that day. <laughs> she has zero sympathy for you. A justice of the court. You you better get $1500 ready to go. <laughs> So I ask her, hey, is it possible to schedule me in tonight? She goes, no, you're not on the schedule. Nope. I say, yeah, but the other woman in the uh, in the other judge's office told me that you often do this for extraneous circumstances. And she goes, well, she had no business interfering with my court, and she will be reprimanded accordingly. Uh-huh. I go, oh, my God. I just got another woman fired. Yep. The only woman that showed me any decency in this entire court. The only woman in the entire town of Deer Park that showed me a shred of compassion and decency. Dude, I just got her in trouble. You are so screwed. If you can change to guilty and just be done with it, you have have no argument. There is no argument that's going to sway this woman. The argument is I didn't run the stop sign. No, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now. That's the argument. It doesn't matter now. The only hope that you have at this point is to get yourself a lawyer and ask for a new judge. That's the only way you have any sort of, of out here. So I've been given an additional court date, July 9th. I have to drive five hours round trip again, July 9th, and I'll meet with the prosecutor. You better be wearing a suit and tie that day. The prosecutor will offer me a deal, presumably. No, no, he will not. You've burnt that bridge. I'm not sure that's true. That is 100% true. Now, if he does offer me the deal and it doesn't require putting anything on my record and it's like a minor fee, whatever, I'll take it. If he doesn't offer me a deal, or a fair deal, I should say, I am now at the mercy of the court. You're at the mercy of the court regardless. She has talked to this prosecutor already, and Uh she goes, this little smug motherfucker. (laughs) This city slicker. (laughs) City slicker. It's over. Nico, it's over. (laughs) If you get out for less than $1,000, I'm going to be stunned. And she never gave me the price. So they can just find me whatever the fuck they want. Plus, I'll add this, a $96 surcharge. Yep. Well, what the court, fuck's a $96 surcharge, you may ask? Costs. Oh, it's just part of the ticket. Well, so even around here, if you get a speeding ticket, you know, it's, oh, it's seven, you know, you're going 65 and a 55, it's $76 plus court costs. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah. Because the judge, I didn't know it was the judge at the time, but the judge told me over the phone that eh, some tickets come with surcharges, some don't. So it's just part of the ticket. Yeah. 
It's oh, just and, part of the and fit. she's gonna she's gonna put as many surcharges on as she possibly can. It's over. <laughs> At this point, your best option is to really get yourself a lawyer. <laughs> it's a stop sign violation. You don't. It's you, a fucking stop sign, oh, bro. You burned so many bridges. I came to a rolling stop at a stop sign. I'm gonna pay a grand. It's over, dude. This is un-American, dude. This is un-American. I mean, here's here's where I agree with you. This is where you and I agree. The the cops in this nation, we have we have a law enforcement problem in this nation. Big problem. Huge problem. Big one. No, there there is no reason, no reason, for, and and I I'm talking black people, white people, minority, whatever. It it seems to happen a lot to black people, to get shot on a traffic stop. That's fucking insane. It should not happen. The fact that that is legal. I mean, the, well, the no, 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 no. It's not no. legal. It's the fact that they get away with it. Well, no, it, it's it's legal. It is. I mean, that's a procedure that police are allowed to do. If they were not allowed to do it, they would not get away with it. Well, true. P- police are allowed to shoot at moving vehicles. Yeah. That's okay. There's. They have done studies on this. Police but, chases like vehicle pursuits or whatever on the highway while fun to watch <laughs> are are incredibly amusing to watch <laughs> but they lead to an astronomical amount of oh, yeah. accidental death they well, are dangerous for everyone involved i'm talking just... i'm talking about the the traffic stops yeah no all where, of it though where a black guy I'm... gets shot in the back yes i'm i'm i am providing yes i'm looking at this big picture but yeah, that's just one example. That is yes. That should Black never happen. Shot all the time that are unarmed, 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 running in the opposite direction, and don't have even have a, don't even have a gun, any sort of weapon near them. It's nuts, dude. I don't understand it, man. L- I listen. I see part. I see both sides' point of view politically a lot. I, I'm left leaning on some things. I'm right leaning on some things. I will never understand the people that are like eh, cops are just doing their jobs. Dude, fuck that, man. Yeah. There are like 2% of police officers that are like true heroes. And I'm talking like the 9-11 first responders, right. NYPD, LAPD that are putting their lives on the line every day. The vast majority of cops in the middle of bumfuck nowhere are sitting on their ass eating donuts and drinking coffee and trying to hit their quota for traffic tickets. It's ridiculous. And it's especially bad in these little ass towns. Look, I live in like a like a fairly small suburb, right? Like right. I live it's not like a huge town, but it's not a small one either. We barely have any state patrol people yeah. on the highways here. Very few. I was driving out there in New York in the middle of the woods. I must have seen at least seven or eight state patrol officers that are just sitting there yeah. with speed guns. I saw two people get pulled over on this one trip. It's like these are where the resources are going. You have nothing better to do. And, and and the problem is cops also seem to have an alarming high statistic of domestic violence. Yeah. Yep. That's a problem. Yeah, big problem. Big problem. <laughs> Shouldn't that set off a red flag? And and, and what here here's here's the solution to this i believe and and 
And I really think that this is going to be not in 2020, but sometime in the near future, it's going to be a presidential uh, campaign uh, issue. And what do we do with the militarization of our police force? Yeah. And, and how do we, how do we investigate? I think we need an independent, uh, arm of the government to, to investigate police brutality. Yeah. I agree. I agree entirely. I've always had this, this point of view on that. I always. It's out of it hand. It just makes no sense to me. It's out Every of interaction I have ever had with a police officer has been unpleasant. Every single one. And I'm talking about cops in this town that just harass like high school kids yep. and like violate their rights because the high school kid doesn't know any better. Right. I've, I've heard several stories about that. My brother one time got stopped and frisked on the side of the highway. Yeah. That happened. I told the story when a state officer pulled me over, got me out of the car, started cross-examining me and my friend. It, it's awful. It's ter- it's it's terrible, man. I no. don't understand. And it's because the people that get into these positions, I, whether you're you're an aspiring police sergeant or you're a justice of the court, they are in these positions because they love power. And they love flexing their muscles. Yeah. If you get into local politics, especially like I know the parents of kids that sit on the board of education in my town. And that sit on the town council. I know how these people operate. They are power hungry. They're psychotic. They, they, they don't express any shred of human decency. They're not even attempting to help. It's like you're a police officer. You're a judge. Your job is to keep order and you are creating chaos. That's what you're doing. Two studies, two studies have found that at least 40% of police officer families experience domestic violence. That's in alarming. In contrast to 10% of families in the general population. Oh my God. Victims often fear calling the police because they know the case will be handled by officers who are colleagues and or friends of their abuser. Victims of police family violence typically fear that the responding officers will side with their abuser and fail to properly investigate or document the crime. All right, I have a hypothetical. Sure. What if a story broke tomorrow? 40% of households with an NBA player in them experience domestic violence as compared to the average 10%. Yeah. What if that story came out tomorrow? The NBA would not exist a year from now. No. 40%? That's almost what... half? And it says at least 40%. 40% of Apple employees admit yeah. to domestic violence situations. Like, Apple would be wiped off the face of the planet. Like, that's crazy. The study examined 324 cases of domestic violence involving officers. It found that 281 officers from 226 law enforcement agencies were actually arrested for domestic violence. That's outrageous. Why is this not a story? It's outrageous. Why is this not a headline story? Why is this not a campaign issue? Yeah. I believe it will be a campaign issue. and it surprises me with the the high profile incidents that we've had that it hasn't become more of an issue. It, it kind of bothers me. Because Bro, I I we, don't I don't mean to get too political. I really don't. 
sometimes we do that. No, we do. <laughs> My philosophy has always been the government is bad at everything. And I know like the left and right can't always agree on this, but the government is bad at everything. Yeah. That they're bad at healthcare, they're bad at welfare, they're they're bad at uh uh they're bad at administering justice properly and fairly and evenly. <laughs> the only thing that the the United States government is good at is blowing other countries up. Well, and the postal service. I oh mean... fuck the postal service <laughs> up the dick. They're bad at so I always tell people why are you in favor of more government? It yeah. makes no sense to me. These people are not incentivized to do their jobs well. But here's the thing that I think people are easily to forget. I don't disagree with you wholeheartedly, but I think the government is really good at keeping our food safe. They have done an outstanding job of keeping our food safe. They've done a great job at, at, at um, keeping medicine safe. They haven't done a great job of keeping it cheap. They have? They've yeah, they've kept medicine they have? safe. Oh sure, yeah, that little opioid crisis well, thing. That's just a blip in the radar. That's not the government's <laughs> problem. That, yeah, it is. No, no, no yeah, that is a corporate. Yeah, it is. No, it's a when cor- you have an FDA in place to regulate this shit, and millions of people are addicted to opioids and dying of overdoses. Yeah, that's kind of your problem, it, bro. It, it it it's it's a it's a problem with regulating big business. It, oh god man and, and it's all about profits so these opioid companies are telling doctors to prescribe 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 and, and they're making money hand over fist and i mean let's be honest the doctors have probably gotten a kickback in general the the, the medicine is safe the food is safe we just need to do a better job at regulating it and I think we need to do a better job at regulating the cops. Go to a DMV. That's my only argument. Seriously, go to a DMV. Go to a courtroom. Go to a DMV. See who's working there. And then you'll have your answer. You'll know how to vote in the next election. <laughs> like, see, like, that's all you – just go out there and live. Like see, like, see what your government is doing on a local level, on a national level. We are bad at everything. I want as I want as little government in my life as possible, and that is across the board, man. But if that, I, I don't, it, I, I don't want a big military. I I don't want I don't want uh, overriding uh, healthcare costs. I don't want them. I don't want them putting their hand in my pocket in any way, shape, or form. But how do you regulate? Okay, then then let's just pick on healthcare for example. Yes. Uh, out of control. Prices out of control. If there was no government involved. I, I can't imagine the shitstorm we would be in. Obamacare, terrible. I didn't like it. But the fact that these healthcare companies were getting away with keeping people uninsured for a fucking pre-existing condition. Yes. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Sure. That's the shit that happens with no regulation. So sure. what shitstorm would be? No, I, I am, I am, I am, in, I'm fine with government stepping in for small corrective measures. I'm okay with them playing ref. Like I'm, I'm all right well, with slight regulation. I am not okay with the government taking over the program altogether. No, I, which, which is what, which is what, which is what many people want. Yeah, right? like that's that's the model that many people want, and I don't like that model. I no. think that's a bad idea. I think like the, the look man the United States government can't build a fucking website that works. No. 
You know what I'm saying? It's just like basic shit. It's just basic shit. I don't want them running anything. I want that privatized. I want you to keep private businesses honest. Yes. I don't think that corporations should be allowed to pick on the little guy to the point of like serious medical issues and death. I don't think that's okay. I don't think it's okay that an insurance company can reject someone for a stupid pre-existing condition. Yeah. I don't think that's okay. And it's immoral. And you can you can legislate that shit. But I don't want the government running things. I don't want them to be the driving force behind these programs. I think it's a bad idea. They got us to the moon. Oh, God. They got us to the moon. 50 years ago. <sighs> <laughs> That's what we're good at, getting to the moon and blowing countries up. <laughs> yep. We're great at that because we funnel money in the little shit. Yep. It's like, yeah, let's beat the Russians. Let's get to the – who the fuck cares? <laughs> get me my license in time. You know? Speaking of the Russians, we're going to get off this topic. So <laughs> the moral of the story, by the way, don't curse out a judge. Yeah, exactly. That, don't curse out a judge. That's the moral of the story. But speaking and of... also, I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to politics. I want to make that very clear. Oh, yeah. I do. I'm a genius. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you watched uh, Chernobyl? I have watched the first episode of Chernobyl. I've watched the first three, and then I fizzled out. Um, it's a bit of a downer. Well, everybody that I... I the, all the reviews that I read are, are outstanding. Yes. I just didn't get it. Um, I I like appreciated that first level, the, or the first episode on a on a uh, on a truly high level. I thought yeah. it was really good. Um, I found it though again to just not be a fun hang, and I think that was just the problem. <laughs> like like the idea of sitting down for an hour watching people's skin melt off, yeah. just wasn't. It, I just never found a time where that was appropriate. It's like, for example, yesterday I went through this, like uh, this giant clusterfuck of a day with the deer park court system. (laughs) I was not in the mood to sit down and watch people lose their faces. No. So I think I'm just waiting for, you know, I'm waiting to be in that mood. I didn't, I didn't find that the writing or acting was that it was good, but everybody's saying, oh, it's outstanding. It's the best ever. Blah, 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 blah. I just didn't get it. So where does it ultimately go after the first episode? Uh, it really talks about the uh, secrecy and the camaraderie of the Russian government. Okay. And, and how wrong they were about everything. Okay. And, 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 you know, that there was some shady shit going on. Right. Some really shady shit. Okay. So it's not so much... Uh, about the fallout of the actual meltdown, it's more about the. It's the pu- it, it, it's it's the fall. It is. It, it it goes over the fallout of the actual explosion, the the political fallout, the personal fallout, the you know just the reverberating consequences of this event and and the shenanigans that went down. Um. Okay. See, I'm more interested in a documentary about it, I guess, than than these dramatizations. Maybe that's yeah. my problem. Yeah. Um, the HBO miniseries, I respect them, but I kind of find them to be homework. Yeah. Like Band of Brothers, for example, I found very good, but it just reminded me of history class yeah. with boobs. Yeah. That's all it was. Uh, 
uh, they did a, um, a John Adams miniseries with Paul Giamatti. They did the Pacific. They've done a bunch of these like historical miniseries. Mm-hmm. And I, again, like, I think they're all like well-crafted. It I, just was kind of a snooze fest. Yeah. I, I, I think that's what it comes down to for me. Like, yeah, it's good. It's, it's, it's okay. But these people that rave that, oh, the acting, it just, the writing is incredible. It's, it's okay. It didn't blow me away. That's why I fizzled out after three episodes. And that, and, and radiation scares the holy living bejesus out of me. Sure. Holy shit, am I scared of radiation. Bro, it makes the air poisonous. Well, not only that, but I'm scared of x-rays. I'm oh, really? scared of CAT scans. I, I hate that stuff. No kidding. I hate it. It, I don't know what it is. It scares the holy fuck out of me. No kidding. Yes. Like, an x-ray for, for my, at the dentist. Hate it. It's not that it's uncomfortable. It's just the fact that these, this radiation is just shooting at your body and that's supposed to be okay. Yeah. Um, or the fact, or when I broke my ankle last year. And they wheeled in this this X-ray machine into my hospital room, and, and while I'm laying there half awake, are taking X-rays of me. And and these people, they set up the machine, and then they get the fuck out of the room. Right, that that's what it is. What? <laughs> I think I don't remember how old I was when I noticed that, but <laughs> when you're in the room. They put that giant lead vest, whatever. Yeah. But then they leave the fucking room yeah. and they go behind a plate of glass yeah. just to hit a light switch. Yeah. That, you're right. That is freaky. No I question. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I've had a CAT scan a couple different times. It's not that it's uncomfortable. It's not that I'm scared of being in this tube. It's the fact that this thing is just bombarding my body. With things that are supposed to be, you know, not good for you, but I will not, say it's okay the first in this situation. I the first episode of Chernobyl did sort of play like a horror movie to me. Oh, it's it is, which is why I dug it more than most of the HBO miniseries, and I think it's actually a level above. See, something. I've never seen any but, other HBO miniseries, so I, okay. I I don't know how to compare it, but yeah, it did seem a little more uh, atmospheric. And a little more horror-based than just historical drama. It's scary. It's scary yeah. shit. Which is why I, I, again, really liked that first episode. Yeah. Um, by the way, it is now the number one rated series on all of IMDb. Wow. According to IMDb, it's the best television show of all time. Wow. You know? yeah. See how that I don't get. <laughs> 9.6 out of 10. Yeah. That I don't get. Okay. It's five episodes total? Is that it? Then I yeah, need I to watch so. the last two episodes. Got to finish it out. Yeah. I thought it was Got to see episodes. how it ends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for season two. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm doing that, and I'm also doing Big Little Lies because I've heard you got to catch up on Big Little Lies. What is that? That is the Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> Nicole Kidman, all those people. No. Laura Dern. And now Meryl Streep is in season two. Oh, God. Yeah. And it's like, why is Meryl Streep on TV? Honest, you ever heard of Big Little Lies? Never. Yeah. Never have heard of it. 
Big Little Lies, bro. It's like a big show. Wow. Yeah, nope. like every woman that's everyone in Hollywood, that's anyone in Hollywood is in this show. Shane Lee Woodley. Alexander Skarsgård. Isn't he All in Chernobyl? Oh, no. His dad's in Chernobyl, maybe. No, that is a... I don't think Alexander is the son of Stellan Skarsgård. I yes, don't think. He is. I don't think he is. Yep. Shown right Who am here. I thinking of then? Shown right here on I, uh, Wikipedia. Parent is Stellan Skarsgård. All right. I'm thinking of another Skarsgård then. There's Gustav. Who's the one that played It? Bill. That's his brother. They're brothers? Yep. Man, the Skarsgårds. Oh, yeah. Talented family. Those damn Swedes. Yeah. Um, I, I love Stellan Skarsgård and Goodwill Hunting. That's all I know him from, though. And the Thor movies. Yeah, he's good in that. Yeah. Uh, no, Big Little Lies, though, pretty good. Recommend. Hmm. Do recommend. Reese Witherspoon is kind of getting on my nerves, I though. I just don't like her. She's a bit annoying. I love saying her name, though. Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do want to get into this, though. Yeah. Let's let's do some group therapy. Oh, God. I don't Because need... you texted me. Yeah. And you said, I want to do group therapy, so let's do it. I, I think I'm over it. You're over what? I don't know what I was texting you about on group therapy. You said, I'm going to need some more group therapy. I hope that the listener liked it the first time. Yeah, I think I'm over it. You're over what? I don't know what it was. Well, how do you know you're over it then? I'm beyond it because I've forgotten it. (laughs) So you're fine? Everything's okay? Everything's just great. It is? Yeah. You're good? Oh, great. You sure? Excellent. (laughs) No, I really don't know what we were talking about. Okay, because I have group therapy for myself. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, why am I getting so angry? I don't know. What is that? <laughs> yeah, you really shouldn't have cursed out that person. Okay, wh- what, it, what is that, though? What is that? Because I have now had, I will say this, to open up the curtain... I've had two of those breakdowns in the last week. Oh, my God. Where I am screaming at the top of my lungs. Screaming. And throwing things. And, like, I'm seeing red. Jesus. It's happened twice. I'm angry. And I I am, like, normally the most, like, even-keeled, like, just chill, nothing-rattles-me person. Yeah, and what, I just had two breakdowns. What's going on? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. I mean, I get angry. I think it's I know good. you do. I think it's good to scream at people. You think it's healthy? I do. Okay. Because fuck everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel healthy to me. Really? No. Oh, yeah. I feel better after I yell at somebody. It feels like a part of my personality is like decaying. Like that, yeah. it's, it, it feels like whatever filter that I was using before is just gone. I think that's just life. Well, that ain't good. I know. I well, know. That ain't good at all. I, I do. I think it's just life that gets to you. Yeah, but it never used to get to me. I know. But, and also, I don't consider myself like stressed right now. 
Yeah, I really don't either. I, I'm I'm irritated at women. You know. Yeah, yeah that's a thing. That 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 gets to me. Right. You right. Know, fucking reply to my messages. That's all. Oh, I here ask. we go. All right, here we go. That's we all found I it. ask. <laughs> we found it. You got ghosted by a Tinder date, didn't you? Um. Yeah, I guess I kind of did. Uh huh. Yeah. Here's I mean, the thing about Tinder girls, though, man. They they like to ghost. But it's not like I said anything. We were having a conversation. And I don't even remember. I honestly, because of fucking stupid Snapchat, you can't see what your last messages were. Yeah, I hate that. And yeah, we were planning on doing something. And then it's just nothing. Mm. And so it's shit like that that wears you down as a person where you have to scream at a judge. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. I don't know if I've experienced that much, though. Maybe I have. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of stuff that's just boiling under the surface and it's finally coming to a head. And I don't know what that is. It's either anxiety about whatever the future is holding for me, like what I'm going to do about the work situation, yeah. where I'm going to live, what I'm going to do with my life, how I'm going to do it. My, I, my anxiety has peaked in terms of money and retirement. Oh, right. Like you mentioned I, that. I am at the peak of, holy shit, I'm not saving enough for retirement. Right. Right. And, Which I don't think it's true, is it? No. <laughs> it's just an anxiety, right? Because 10% gets set aside from work before taxes. And if I if I stay at school until I hit this rule of 85, which is years of experience plus your age equaling 85, mm-hmm. you get your match. So basically, if I'm there another 17 years, I'm saving 20% of my salary every month yeah you should be fine then (laughs) and and here i am still scrimping and saving for another 15 percent every month yeah why i don't know i mean you've got enough in the bank do you not oh yes like if you quit your job right now how long could you last on the money that's in the bank right now five years Okay, that's pretty damn good. <laughs> I can last about five weeks. <laughs> yeah, I I would have to... I mean, three years at my current uh, spending rate. Five if I tighten things up a bit. Okay, are you overspending? No. I'm oversaving. Oh. I'm saving to the point... Like, I have $15 in the checking account right now. <laughs> I'm I'm over saving to the point where I at at the end of the month I'm not spending anything. Oh wow. Because well so, the the end of the month for me is the fifteenth of every month because that's when payday is. So the fourteenth is the end of the month for me basically. So you're putting that all into savings? Oh yeah. Just dumping it into savings. And like I said, I've got fifteen dollars in the checking account right now. Oh my god. And so much in savings that I am like, ah, I'm not touching that. Right. Right. And I don't Um, know where this anxiety is coming from either. 
It's just a new anxiety, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because just two weeks ago, I opened another retirement account for myself. Because I'm like, well, fuck. This is this. It's a Roth IRA. I've never had one of those before. Uh I'm like, well, fuck. All of the gains on this is tax free. (laughs) So I need one of those. (laughs) It's tax free if you take it out after the age of 60, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Which great. That that that's sure to figure for inflation too. Yeah. That's the other thing about retirement though. Like you're putting this all away, but it's it's in in twenty years it, the inflation is just gonna fuck with it so much. I know. That's the problem. But it's in you the stock market. It. It's in the stock market, so it gains it gains that way. Okay. You're getting gains through the stock market. Because that's what I always was told about a four oh one K. Yeah. Is like if your if like your work matches the four hundred one k that's one thing. Yeah. My my uh, former employer did not match the four hundred one k, so it uh, was just not worth it. I'm just yeah. putting it away, and I may see it one day. And due to inflation, it's going to be just a fraction of what I put in, right. basically. Um. So I've I've always been told four hundred one ks are not the best thing to do. Well, and th- and this that I'm at through work is mandated through the state. The yeah. state mandates this. It's not a 401k. It, it's it's a retirement account for schools, libraries, and judges. <laughs> exactly right. Not, not kidding. Yeah. Uh, so that is so so you you throw in your ten percent every month from your salary, and that's your money. It sets in an account for you that I could withdraw any time after I stopped working. And then the school matches that exact money, that exact 10%. And they, they set the percentage. The state sets the percentage. Okay. Uh, and then they, the school is, is forced to match that percentage. Uh, and that goes into a separate account that will be paid out when I retire, officially retire. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. Well, then what are you worried about? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think what this probably is is like a lot of anxiety about the future because the future makes people do weird things. Maybe. And uh, like I, I'm definitely experiencing that now. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know why. I really don't. Maybe it's just a part of getting older. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just hitting this phase, which is really weird. But I never used to do that. Like I've always been like in the moment guy. Because mm-hmm. the moment's pretty fucking sweet. Yeah. Dude can do whatever you want right now. can do whatever you want in 10 years. <laughs> right now, I could fucking, I could go ice skating in the nude if I wanted to. It'd be a fun time. You'd have more judges to deal with, but. I, I would. That's true. I've learned a little bit about the decorum uh, yeah. that's required there, but. Uh, you better yeah, show I, up in a suit and tie that day. Dude, you got to <laughs> let this go. Maybe you should show up. You can probably meet me there. It's probably a hop, skip, and a jump away from you. That's probably. how far fucking west this town is. It's only probably an hour and a half away from wherever you live. Let's just meet halfway. Yeah. All right. Oh, God, it's the worst. Um, no, yeah, I, 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 I think that's what's happening now. Yeah. I, I guess I'm just tired of people. I don't know. Maybe. You know what I'm tired of? I'm really tired of people that live in their own fucking world. Yeah. That's what I'm tired of. Yeah. 
And that's what's starting to get to me. It never used to get to me, but it's getting to me now, yeah. and it pisses me off. Because it the rest be... of us are responsible for them. Yes, and it really gets on my nerves. Yeah. And I, I, I was I used to be okay taking on that responsibility. It's like, ah, whoever it is will get me back eventually. Yeah. They'll take care of me down the line. This is an investment for the future, right? I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Yeah. And what I'm realizing is that doesn't happen. Nope. There's no credit system nope. when you do favors for people. Nope. You know what I mean? Yep. There's none of that. Um, and they also like don't pay attention when no. you do something good. No, nope. they just don't care. They don't notice that you've done something for them. And that's really starting to grind at me. It really is because it's starting to get in the way of whatever I want to do. Yep. And it's like once you start helping people out, it's like now you're in the bubble. Now you're in the box. And they just shove you in the box underneath their bed and they pull you out whenever they need you. Yep. And, like, you can't be a person if you're a guy in a box. Nope. That makes you a broom. That makes well, you a wrench. You're not a person. It's just like these these this tender girl that I was chatting with. Like, it was convenient for her at the time. Yes. And then when it stopped being convenient or, you know, she hoard around with somebody else. <laughs> You know what? Don't slut shame because uh, you want to be on the receiving end of that sluttiness at some point. Well, probably, yeah. You should never slut shame. Okay. Okay? Because you I never know I when it could work to your advantage. Go but ahead. but it's it's just like, well, I'm not convenient anymore because, you know, we live in the middle of bum fucking nowhere where I I I said, you know what? Look, I'll come to you. Oh, but I don't, you know, uh. I just want to spend the weekend at your house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, then come. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, then, you know, you're welcome. <laughs> and then, yeah. Then it's I get you. stuck on red. I get you, man. It's just they use you when they need you. Yep. When they don't need you, you're out of their mind. And I, and I, then if if you try to push back, yeah. God forbid you try to push back. I sent a last message two days ago, which I shouldn't have, but I did. I'm like, hey, still interested in chatting it if if you want. If not, that's cool too. Nothing. Did you, red. Did you send that via Snapchat? Yeah. It was red two days ago. Stupid Snapchat. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think this is good. No. We need to go to couples therapy. I think so. We need to take care of this shit. I think so. Because I'm getting, I'm getting to the point where this is unhealthy. It ain't good. I mean, I guess I would have. I'm, I'm glad to have an unhealthy habit of saving too much money. <laughs> I think that's a good habit to have. Yeah, it's better than my gambling addiction. I'll tell you that much. Well, and I enjoy going and having fun. And I, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't begrudge people for going to a casino or going to get themselves a hooker for all that matter. <laughs> sure. If you've got the money, but don't expect <laughs> other people to take care of your problems. Yes. Yes. So you, you are on the right end of the anxiety. Um, I don't know about that. Spectrum. I don't I know about that. I think you are. I think it's, it's, it's better than most. It's better than most with anxiety. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Um. Still, though, man, I don't. I don't know. I I don't know what to do about this, like, 
frustration with people. Yeah. I don't know what to do about it. Well, there's nothing you can do. That's the sad part of it. Well, I think or well, that is the more important realization, I think. Like you have to just allow people to be people. Yeah. And you just can't let their actions affect you. No. You just can't do it. No. You have to just let it be. And that's really hard. Yeah. And I think it's also like born out of this like optimism for people. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think but- it's just I've played it up in my head and I've allowed people to let me down. That is something I've never had. Okay. Is optimism in people. I've never I, had it. I've always had that. Never. Huh. Never. I always think the worst. And I always assume the best. Yeah, see, no. But there. Like, I just assume I'm going to go down to this courtroom and this judge is going to cut me a solid. I, I just assume yeah, that. Yeah. You know, I just assume that people are going to be helpful. And I assumed that I would just be given a little more guidance over the phone. Right. Because that's what I would do. I always right. say, what would I do if, if I was in that position? Yeah. And no matter what job I've, I've done, no matter what position of power I've ever been in, like I've always tried to do best by people. Yeah. Always. Like if I'm working at fucking Target, I always like I, I do my job with a smile. I do the best that I can. And I attempt to make people's day better. I think, like, that's important. Like, if you're not trying to make other people's days better, why do you have the job in the first place? Right. You know? It's like, just do a job where you don't have to talk to people. Just do something else. But there's reasons that stereotypes are stereotypes. Yeah, I know, but it's just frustrating to me that I know how I would behave in that situation. And it's not speculation. Like, it's not like, oh, try to step into their shoes, see it their way. It's not that. It's re- it's truly not that. It's they are miserable, and they want to spread that misery elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just I don't act that way. I yeah. don't, and I'm not tooting my own horn. I just think that's the way you're supposed to act. It's what I've always been told is the right thing to do. And, and, you're supposed to put others before yourself. And, I don't know. And maybe that's where my trust issues come from is because I've never thought the best of people. Maybe. Never. Oh, definitely. Sure. Sure. You know. If I'm in a big city, not a trip goes by in a big city where I don't think of somebody pulling up next to me at a red light and pulling a gun out. Oh, my God. Not one time do I go to a big city and not think that. Yikes. Yeah. Like, well, this could be it. Oh, my God. All they need to do is pull a gun out and shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Well... I think that explains that then. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think that explains that. Um, I don't have that anxiety, but I, but I do think though that assuming that a gun will never be pulled on me makes it that much harder when a guy actually does pull a gun on me. Does that make sense? That is very true. To stretch the metaphor. (laughs) I assume you're going to help me out, and when you don't, I get pissed off. Yeah. So. Well, the, I got news for you. This judge is not going to do you a solid. I I know. I know. You're ba- you. I I really do think you need a lawyer. <laughs> I can sick a lawyer on her. I can. This is a minor. This is traffic court, bro. I understand, but you've taken it to a whole another level. Oh boy. Dude, it's a traffic violation. It's a stop sign. Yeah, you should have just paid the ticket. 
That's the no, only. But, no, I can't. No, but there is. Here's what you don't understand. There is no paying the ticket. The ticket is determined by the judge. Yeah, that's where I think you. I, that's where I feel like you ha- might have an argument. That's the is thing. That you man. never knew what the fine was. Exactly. I don't know what I have to pay. So when yeah. you say, yeah, pay the ticket, even now, if I plead guilty, she's still going to set the price for me. Right. So I can't. The only choice I have is to fight it. Yeah. I, I really do think you need to go see a lawyer. I, I have a lawyer. I have a lawyer if need be. I think you I think you're at need be. I, I am related to one. So okay. I could definitely I could definitely get that taken care of. But still. I think you're at need be. I don't know, dude. I don't know. What a somber episode know. of Two Cents Radio. <laughs> Talking about cops and then what government regulations, <laughs> police and then brutality, Chernobyl. Oh God, you're afraid that someone's gonna pull a gun on you. Yeah, I have. A, I'm having a quarter life crisis. It's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh fucking hell! Uh, can we talk about pressure luck then? Oh my God! Can out? we? Yeah, let's do it. So pressure luck is back. Your favorite show by Elizabeth Banks. I thought she did a great job. I thought she was pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I thought she did a pretty good job. Yeah. All things considered. The the bonus round. The mm. new bonus round. So they play Pressure Luck. It's a very modernized board of Pressure Luck. A lot of money on that board. A lot of money on that board. Well, and you have to. Inflation, man. I guess. The $250 back in the day in round one, just not worth it. Those prizes, though. Like, the woman stopped on the Jeep Cherokee. Oh, it was my 40 God. grand. Or the Jag. Yeah. Oh, the Jaguar. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's nuts. Like that's a crazy price. That's a crazy price. Yeah. Uh, and and thank God, like the the lady in the middle in episode one, she knew how to play the fucking game. Yes. Those are the types of contestants they need. They yes. need somebody who knows how to play because when she got into second place and she knew she only had two spins left, what did she do but pass it into the third place or the first place person at the time? Uh-huh. Whammy. She's suddenly in second place and that's where you want to be when there's still another person to spin. Right. She lost her car. Lost her car. <laughs> Fucking yeah. greatest thing ever. Yes. Entirely right. I but appreciated this, that. This bonus round thing is just weird. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not either. They need to up the stakes just a little bit. Like, you know, when they did Whammy, the all-new Pressure Luck on Game Show Network, mm. at times they were adding in extra whammies. Right. And I think they need to do something along that line. So you don't think there were enough whammies? I don't. See, well, okay, I don't. I disagree with there, that. There's not enough of a punishment, I should say, for hitting a whammy. In the bonus round. Oh, you lose round. everything. In the bonus round. But you still have three spins. And if you're in round four, you can rack up a lot of dough again. Right. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I understand um, that you need a payoff. I get that you need a payoff. I don't I don't think you do, though. Every game show needs a payoff. Yeah, I don't I don't think you do. Yet, I, I I don't I don't see the need for a bonus round when you could play two full games in that hour true I, I don't understand i think that's the problem that i'm having and by the way i caught a little bit of the new card sharks before we started oh recording. yeah um also a little too slow yeah and i get like not everybody is you and me and yeah. are not obsessed with game shows so they have to 
be reminded of the rules. Right. But I just felt like there was too much talking about how the game is played and what the stakes are and what the yeah. machinations of the game are. Yeah. Um. So that. So like it took. For example, this new card sharks. It took ten minutes for Joel McHale to ask two questions. Yeah. And for there to be two flips. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just taking way too long, and I think that's sort of my problem with this press your luck format is that the bonus round takes a while. It does. It was half the show. Yeah, and I'm not getting enough of the regular game. And no. the regular game is way more fun. That I think that's the thing. The the, the cool thing about something, pressure luck. There was something in the old days about the stakes being really high. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and those stakes weren't there. They're not I, they're not there. Alright, I disagree. Like the, she lost her fucking jag, and I'm like, oh, oh well. Oh, fucking, see, I disagree with you. I thought that bye. was the most heartbreaking <laughs> moment of the night. Really? Yeah, I did. I didn't really care about the bonus round because yeah. if you hit a whammy on the bonus round, you can just keep racking it up again that's, anyway. That's my problem with the bonus round. Yeah, sidetracking there. But I just don't feel like the stakes, and maybe it's the people that back in in the '80s were really into it. These yeah. people seem to be kind of glazed over by, I don't know. It, it 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 seems like they're more glazed over at the fact that they're on TV. Besides the fact that they're earning a lot of money, they were a little too showy. I'll say, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they were a little too rehearsed. Yeah, I'm gonna press my love. Yeah, it's like just chill out. Yeah, yeah, give me Michael Larson. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, dead. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you, though. The beauty of Pressure Luck is that as much money as you rack up, you could lose it all in one yes. press. Yes, That's That's what makes the game so thrilling. And so, it's unlike any other game show in that way. Yeah. So back no in fault the, of your own, you can lose it all. Back and in, so you take that away with the bonus round because yeah. you can just keep racking up money after you lose right. it all anyway. Like back in the 80s version, the half-hour version... The payoff to the show was round two, where there was huge money on the board. Uh, $5,000 in a spin was the max, um, minus a, a car here or there. Back in the 80s, it was worth more than $5,000. Mm-hmm. But the payoff to the show was that final spin, where it's split screen between first and second place. Yes. And you're either hoping the second place person gets a spin to keep going or the first place person gets a whammy and and loses it all. Mm-hmm. That was the payoff. And and that payoff just wasn't there with this. Even before um, I even before I knew what the bonus round was, that payoff was not there. Well, I don't think the show was structured it was way it wasn't. because we were always told that something else was coming. Yeah, that's the problem. And, the and, episode didn't build to that. And then you get to this bonus round where round one, you get five spins on the board and you rack up some money. And if you decide to go under round two, then you get four spins. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through all four of those spins. There just needs to be more punishment for hitting a whammy. Four whammies, you're out of the bonus round. Right. And you walk away with nothing. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. There needs to be more tension there. There needs to be more tension. 
I um I just think like let's spend more than half the show with yeah. the three contestants. Yeah. Like I think the intrigue should still be who wins. Yeah. That I think that's the point. Yeah. It should still be about who wins. Like we just spent three months watching a guy on Jeopardy, and America yeah. was in a trance over this guy. I never saw an episode. That is fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> I know. I always dude, meant to nuts. sit down and watch it, but it's on at 4.30 here. Oh, that's really bad. Oh, it's an awful time slot. Oh, it's on at 7 here. It's yeah, perfect. It's 4.30. Right after dinner. 4 fucking 30 in the afternoon here. Regardless, most of America, besides Rob, watched yeah. James Holt Tower on Jeopardy. because, And they were enthralled because every day the question was, who's going to win? Right. That that was the payoff. Who was going to win? And if James wins, how much is he going to win? But the, to be honest, the payoff to every episode of Jeopardy is is the is final Jeopardy. Yes, that is the payoff. That is that is the the money shot. But so if you speak. lose final Jeopardy, you're gone. Right here, if you hit a whammy on the final round of Press Your Luck. Even if you wham me out of the bonus round, ah, you're still walking out of here with thirty grand, yeah, and you still won the game. It's like that's not those stakes are not high enough. It, those it, stakes are just not high enough. It's a wheel of fortune stakes. Yes, Exa- you, yes, yes. That's perfect way of putting you, it. You you get to the bonus round and you either win a bunch more money or nothing. But you still but you still get to keep the money that you won in the regular game, right? That that is exactly that is a perfect analogy. Yeah. It is the difference between Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Jeopardy, there's a lot of tension going into the final question. Yeah. Because anything could happen, anybody can win. But in Wheel of eight... Fortune, everybody wins everything, and we're just going to give away more prizes. And if you don't win, eh, shrug of the shoulder. 80s pressure luck, again, the, the suspense was that final spin. I agree with you. I agree with you. But the show didn't build to it last no, night. No, it didn't. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah, that that is the problem. And I understand you want to bring it to a modern audience. You want to make it an hour long. Yeah. All these shows have bonus rounds now. All these shows are giving away a million dollars. I don't begrudge If you begrudge don't give away a million dollars, it's it's like <laughs> like you cannot have a show in prime time that doesn't give away a million dollars. No. I don't get and it. And I don't begrudge them for having a bonus round. I think it's a great idea. I just think it needs to be executed better. I agree. It's kind of a boring game. It's not the pyramid bonus round, I'll tell you that much. No. Not, you know, not, that pyramid, that. I will say, the Dick Clark version, <laughs> I'm not a big Michael Strahan fan. Yeah, you need. You know what? You got a real stick up your ass. I do. <laughs> what do you call them all the time to me? Gap tooth? <laughs> tooth gap. <laughs> tooth gap? <Yep. laughs> um, I tell you what, that Dick Clark version of the pyramid back in the day... That bonus round, and they did two an episode. Mm. That was high stakes. Intense. That was intense. Lights fading. The lights fading. That fucking timer. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see if we can find. Beep. Beep. Um, Beep. Bonus round. Beep. Beep. Yeah, okay, here's some Betty White. 
So you come, you come to this, and and the two contestants are in the bonus round. Dick Clark is standing outside this vent, and he starts, you know, that's relaxed. This is hanging on for dear life. Trying to get these people into the game. Now we're going to try for ten thousand dollars. Concentrate. Try to get and ten thousand dollars back in nineteen eighty two was a lot of money. Oh yeah, that was a lot of money. Mental picture of what your partner is saying with words. Put it all together, and undoubtedly you'll have the answer. Okay, good luck. For $10,000, here's your first subject. Go. Uh, Time, Life, Newsweek. Oh, magazines. And just listen to that that timer. And and that's playing in the studio, and these people are hearing that. (laughs) Yes. And it's just this relentless tick to $10,000. Uh, uh, spelling things in a dictionary. Mm-hmm. Uh, pimples. Things you squeeze. Uh, uh, things with the head. The things with the head. Bird What's that? What? The best bonus round is the pyramid. No question. Oh yeah, I was kind of yeah. hoping they were going to win here. <laughs> no, but I want Dick to come back with a correction. <laughs> yeah, because that's oh, my favorite part of the show. Smug. <laughs> He stood over there for two and a half minutes, coming up with a fu- the best answer, always. <laughs> and he comes in. Yeah, he always comes in. <laughs> Einstein's relativity. <laughs> yeah. Oh, scientific theory. Oh, man. <laughs> but not only that, but you get to the end here. Where they're coming up on on the last clue. Things you flip. And I mean, the people are excited. Like, did you hear that bitch scream? (laughs) And you've got Betty. You're getting a hug from Betty White. Who wouldn't want a hug from Betty White? Well, that's true. The greatest prize of them all. Exactly. But people were excited, like truly excited. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't get that with, with Pressure Luck last night. Yeah. I, again, I liked that they brought most of the format back. Yeah. I liked that the graphics and the whammies and the set were yep. true to the original. Yeah. I appreciated that just on a nerdy level. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, though. It was and, – and most of these primetime game shows are guilty of this. It just felt like they gave all the contestants caffeine ahead of time. Yeah. And it was like, all right, look excited because you're on TV. Mom and dad are watching. Yeah. And, and you know, they were just clapping along, laughing, having a good time, and it felt a little too light. God, what was her name back in the day? Pressure Luck. I think her name was Karen. Do you remember Karen off of Pressure Luck? I don't. Oh, the mighty Karen. And that is her entire, like, she does that her entire run. I think she's on three episodes. Yeah. That it, we are still talking about Karen 35 <laughs> years later. Well, me and you are. Well, but. <laughs> no one else is. <laughs> honestly, so 38,000 people have watched this minute and 18 minute clip. Yeah. 35 years later, people are still remembering this bitch. It's, yeah, that's you. incredible. I'm with you. 
I don't think that we should be too greedy. Just, just, no. I, I don't think we should bite the hand that feeds us here. No. Because, like, the fact that Pressure Luck is back on TV and it looks a lot like the original it is does. pretty fucking it, cool. Let's admit. Man, they, GSN screwed up Whammy so bad. Yeah, hosted by my friend, Todd Newton. That's right. He was your that? friend. I remember that. <laughs> Gave me his email and everything. That's right. I met Todd Newton. That fucking board that they had for Whammy was yeah. just atrocious. Yeah, it sucked. And then the double whammies where you got, like, popcorn spilled on you. Yeah, that that sucked. Uh, I didn't like the format. I didn't like how they did round one of that show. No. Yeah, it was too light. I liked I liked my, my boy Todd on there, but other than that. Yeah. yeah. Todd Newton. <laughs> wonder what happened to him. I don't know. Let's look him up. I should send him an email. You so should. for those that don't know, I when I was going to Emerson College my freshman year, this guy Todd Newton, who used to host game shows on the Game Show Network, came into my radio class because he's like a radio DJ or whatever yeah. or used to be. And uh, so no one in the class knew who he was. He was doing a guest lecture, and it was just like crickets in that room oh. when it came to question time, Q&A time. Yeah. And like all of a sudden I, I just asked him like, uh, so you won the Emmy – in like 2009 and you beat Steve Harvey or whatever the year was. I forget what yeah. I cited. What did that feel like? And like, uh, tell me more about your show Hollywood showdown on the TV guide network. <laughs> and the guy was like, holy shit, this guy is like a rabid game show fan. Yeah. And I swear to Christ for the next 45 minutes in front of the entire <laughs> class, Todd Newton and I talked about old game shows <laughs> for 45 that's minutes incredible. and the class sat there bored out of their minds he's talking about he's hosting the road version of price is right yeah. and the time he met bob barker and bob barker gave me this advice and then afterwards he gives me his email and said get a hold of me anytime uh, <laughs> was great. in january 2015 he helped new launch a new radio station in st louis called now 96.3 oh he's doing radio he in worked st. Louis? at uh, knou now 96.3 from 2015 oh, to early 16. So he didn't last long there. That's his last uh that's his last credit. Poor, Poor guy. guy. <laughs> Said that at the same time. What did he do? He did uh Hollywood Showdown. Yep. He did Whammy, the all new Pressure Luck. Reality Remix. <laughs> oh, we Kennedy! Kennedy! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Remember that show? Oh, my God. You and Trevor got into, like, feuds with that oh, show. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. Kennedy. And look at the different paths our lives have taken from Kennedy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, Kennedy, the current host, what is she on? Fox Business or yeah, something? Yeah, she's on Fox Business. Yeah, she hosts all those those shows now. Which she does an excellent job. Yeah, I actually think she's pretty good, too. I think she does a great job. Yeah. She I, used to be the host of Reality Remix. Used to love to shit on her. Oh, it was a big thing. So back it when was. Rob and Trevor were the premier source of all your reality yeah. TV news and gossip, um, they were rivals with uh, the Fox reality the channel. The thing that still surprises me all these years later is the fact that Trevor and I... I mean, I can't say for sure that we that Kennedy ever knew who we were. Had to have, I I believe. 
But I don't, I can't say that for a fact. But the fact that we got under Allison Grodner's skin. Yes. Is still astonishing to me. <laughs> yes. The producer of Big Brother. Yeah. The executive producer of Big Brother, Allison Grodner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She fucking hated us. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, Rob and Trevor was able to do that all because of Jessica. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy how much pull you guys had back in the that day. Is, it's nuts to me. For those that have like joined us since all that shit went down many years ago. Yeah. Uh like reality TV used to be really big. Mm-hmm. Like and it's like now just Kardashians and The Bachelor and it shit. Is. But there was this network, Fox Reality. Yep. Which devoted itself to reality tv programming and so this like reality remix show hosted by kennedy was a half hour it was basically like sports center for reality shows it was and they so they would like recap the previous 24 hours of reality television and make fun of it and stuff it's like this is who was eliminated on american idol last night and it was like it was coverage as though it was sports center yeah um and you you guys used to trash them all the time god and then, of course, the Big Brother incident where a uh, contestant came on your podcast yeah. and accused the producers of uh, fixing it, yeah. essentially, fixing the contest. Which, to to this day, I mean, I, I, I think that kind of kicked off or, or opened the floodgates to people going, yeah, it does happen. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know that thing that 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 lady said on that fucking podcast that nobody listens to? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> Next question. When when I got my foot in the door with Allison and was going to do an interview with her, and then she asked for my email address and I gave it to her. Not one word was heard from her ever again. Oh, that's right. I remember that. I had my foot in the door and was talking with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I yeah. introduced where I was from. That is the thing that confirmed it for me. Right. Well, she asked for my credentials, and I gave her my email, my rob at rffradio.com. Not one word was spoken again. I wonder if there's a record of that on Twitter. Let me see if it pops up. Oh, yeah. Here it is. March 25th, oh 2010. Oh, my God. Was that one when the interview was? Yeah, man. Hey, Allison Grodner, come on Rob uh, on RFF oh, Radio. Trevor and I would okay. love to talk to you. Yep. Allison Grodner, sure. Yep. Uh, and uh yeah i don't i don't see your response but yeah yeah because at that point we went to private messages oh okay i'm just logging in to see uh, jeff varner fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> oh that's right jeff varner was going to come on and yeah. blew us off yeah and then became uh the most despised man in the history God, of Survivor he after he, he outed a transgender he man. He fucked up so bad that season. What a dickwad. I don't, I can't find that message. No, it's too bad. But yeah, at that point she was like, yeah, just shoot me over your email. 
Uh, we'll talk through there. We could maybe exchange numbers through email because she she didn't want to do it over Twitter, which fine. You know, that's fine. Like I said, I was like, yeah, email me, rob at rffradio.com. At that point, I almost gave her a fake email address. Right. I almost gave her my personal, personal address. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, that, that seems sketchy. I need, I need to show, you know, I need to show that this is official. And because if I had gotten her on there, I was absolutely going to ask her about that. Sure. I mean, it probably wasn't going to be the question that I led with, (laughs) (laughs) but I wanted her comment. And then, yeah, nothing. Whatever happened to Jessica? I don't know. What was her name? I forget her last name. Hold on. She was Big Brother 8, I think, right? Jessica Hughbanks. And Eric Stein. Oh, right. Yeah. That's right. They had that showmance. Yeah. Jessica is now married and goes by the name Jessica Brokaw. Good for her. I'm Tom Brokaw. Yeah, maybe we should get her back on the show at some point for a 10-year oh anniversary. God. A retrospective. It's been more than 10 years at this point. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's been way more than that. Big Brother 8 was 2007. Oh, my God. 12 years. Yeah. We'll do a retrospective, a reunion show. Remember when you broke the internet? Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, uh, good times. Oh, yeah. RFF radio, good times. Oh, uh, yeah, the good old days. Mm-hmm. All right, well, should we get the fuck out of here? I think we should. Yeah. I'm sorry to bum everybody out today. I think it was a good show at the end of the day. Okay. I do. I didn't mean to. It's all right. Okay. These people, like Tyler and Angela from Big Brother... Ooh, we haven't. They haven't had it spent one day apart since the show ended. That just bugs me. Who are they? You don't remember Tyler and Angela? No. Maybe you didn't watch that season. I haven't watched Big Brother. Normal people in like three years. Yeah, this was. This would have been 2018. Okay. I think 17. Big Brother 20. Maybe I'll get back in this year. Yeah. How can people get a hold of us? Let's go to the website. Yeah. TMT.media. Everything's there. I like it. Subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe to everything, everywhere. Just do it. Hit like and subscribe. Leave your comments below. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. (laughs) That YouTube culture. I I mean, it's... YouPadoob is almost perfect if it doesn't come down to smash that like button. Hit subscribe. If there was like an age requirement for YouTube, everything would be great. I think they are cracking down on that. No, I'm talking like 30 and above. Oh, I see. You're not allowed to do shit on YouTube unless you're over <laughs> the age of 30. Just get all the millennials out. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Speaking as a millennial, just <laughs> yeah. fuck them. Yeah. Who yells at judges? <laughs> Who curses at judges? <laughs> I, I I became a punk. Can you, you believe did. it? You did. You're like a hardened criminal. Did you ever think that your pal Nico would one day become Never. a a a, a foul mouth punk kid? Never. 
Never ever. I never got in tr- I never got a detention in my life. All of a sudden, I'm cursing at judges. Yeah. Pretty soon, I'll be skateboarding with my tattoos and shit. Yeah, you will. You'd be smoking on the on the corner. Yeah. Forget it. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. We will be back soon.